Hello, I'm Sean McCangas, and this is episode four of the Highland League podcast. Today's guest is Sheffield United midfielder Paul Coots. Paul Coots started at Aberdeen as a youth player before being released for being too small. After that, he joined Cove, where his success on the pitch led to a move down south. Down south, he's played for the likes of Peterborough, Press North End, Derby, and now he's at Sheffield United. In this interview, he discusses enjoying football again at Cove Rangers, his move to Peterborough, playing in the Steel City Derby, and hope you enjoy the interview. Start right back at the the beginning. You started at the Aberdeen youth team and was released for being too small at 16. Um, how how much has that um low moment um driven you on to like better things? I'm not so I'm not so sure about that. It was sort of like I mean it was obviously a long time ago now, but I mean I don't think I was enjoying it that much at the time. I mean, you know, it was like academy football so to speak and it's like non competitive and um you know what I mean? So it was like yeah, I was absolutely gutted because obviously all anyone wants to do is a young boy to be a footballer. So you're the news that you're not good enough or not big enough or whatever, you know, yeah, I was gutted but it was the best thing that happened for me, really. I mean, when I went to went to call from there, it was it was absolutely brilliant. How much do you think the physicality of the Highland League improved your development as a player? Yeah, yeah, I would say it did, but I think more being around uh, men who needed to win and and demanded winning every week was was more than the physicality of the league. I felt which helped me. Um, yeah, but obviously, um, it, it is a physical league. And, you know, you do get kicked all over the place there, especially as a young lad. Um, but it, it definitely helped me. But it was more being around the sort of senior guys in that group, Kevin Tindall, you know, John Sharon being the manager. The sort of senior boys sort of really hammered home how important it was to win rather than just playing, you know, pretty football or whatever. I'd, I'd been used to it. It didn't really matter the result. It, it sort of all depends on the result. So that sort of changed my mindset. So you, you had a, a really impressive seasons there. You, you won the league and you won the Highland League um, Player of the Year. How do you reflect on your time at Cove? Yeah, it was good. I, I would have said it was probably one of the most enjoyable times of my career, to be honest. I mean, probably the most enjoyable because was, there was so much less pressure on it. At the same time, we, we was winning and it was, you know, it was just a brilliant experience for me. I, nothing that I'd, ex- I'd had before, like, um, sort of stood me in good stead for what was to come, really. Um, I would recommend it to any young player, really. Yeah, so um, who, who do you think was the best player you played with at Cove? At Cove? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Probably, I don't know, there's quite a lot of good players. I mean, you know, Eric Watson was probably still one of the best players I've ever seen in the air. He was unbelievable. Um, Dean Laurie was good. And you have known Dean a long time, he's still there now. He was a good player. Um, Barry Stephen was good. Kevin Webster opened up. So he was he was quite good, yeah. Everyone was pretty good. Jamie Watt was an unbelievable finisher. Um, Scott Patterson come in for a little bit at the end, and he was right at the end of his career. But you could see how good a player he probably was in his time. Yeah. Um, so he, he was he was really sort of a, a class above everyone else. But he, he couldn't really run about at the time. He was pretty much finished. But he, he was really good. So th- then you moved to um, Peterborough. Um, what was your first feelings when you got the move? 
was it um wow i can't believe it or was it more like you knew you'd put in the work to earn the move it was quite surreal really i mean i remember i went down cove let me go down for a week to train right at the end of their season I think they were just the one one promotion out of League Two, and I went down and trained with them for a week. And uh, Dana Ferguson said, "Come back and play in our pre-season game." No problem. Went back down, and it was uh, played Man United in a pre-season game. So I'd gone from training twice a week with Cove to playing against the uh, it was the 2008 team. So they just won the Champions League. They won the league. Yeah. Um, they were parading these trophies around the pitch before the game, so it was quite surreal. It was it was weird, but it sort of happened quick and. I played all right in the game, got offered a contract and, you know, just didn't really think too much about it. Next thing you know, I was, I was driving down to Peterborough with a suitcase and that was me, moved down to England. So how, how much did you feel the step up when you made your debut for Peterborough? I didn't think it was as big as people think it would be. Yeah. Um, I just sort of, you know, I, I had to get, took me a bit of time to get used to full-time training. I found it quite hard, the uh, the physical demands of it. Um, but in terms of the quality of player, I think there's loads of guys in the Highland League who, who are good enough to be professional, but for one reason or another, they don't. And I didn't think it was as big a jump as people think it is. Um, so what what was it like playing under Darren Ferguson? Yeah, it was good. It was something which was which stood me in good stead for the rest of my career. And I was a young, young player, and he sort of taught me quite a lot about professionalism and what you've got to do away from the field to, to sort of make a career of it so he was really good for me and to be fair to me he spent a lot of time you know keeping me out after training just me and him um, working on certain things that I mean he'd been a really good midfielder in his career so he taught me quite a lot about my game just little subtle things which you know I I wouldn't have known, but from his experience, he, he taught me quite a lot, to be fair, so he was really good for me. You really hit the ground running with um, Peterborough. Were you surprised how well you did in your in your first season? Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I come from Cove for won the league. My first season at Peterborough, we got promoted, so yeah. it, was, it was kind of the norm at the time, but when <laughs> you look back on it now, it's uh, there were two special seasons on the bounce and it doesn't happen very often so yeah. it, it was it was weird at the time because I just that was all I was used to was you know success and, and winning and you know you, you end up later on down the line realising that it doesn't go like that every season but yeah it was it was really good at the time so so after that you you went to Preston and then you went to Derby where um, yeah. you were playing it with a lot of players that um, a lot of people up, up here will be familiar like Craig Bryson players like that how how did you find did you feel that was a step up again yeah definitely when i went from preston to i mean when i went to preston it was a step up from peterborough in terms of the the club and the, and the level of player you know there was internationals all over the over the team and then again when i went to derby it was another step up and you know when, when i arrived at the training ground it was like it was unbelievable in, in the stadium and you know, they get thirty thousand fans every week. Stuff like that was that was all a massive step up. But the quality of player was was high as well. I mean, a lot of the boys have have gone on and done good things, internationals, and a lot of them are playing in the Premier League and stuff like that. So it was a good good group at the time. And uh, Nigel Clough was the manager, so he brought me in. He was pretty good um, with me. He ends up taking the shuffles right as well. Um, but the group was was high quality, and then towards the end. Um, I think we got to the playoff final or something. Steve McLaren was the manager, and it was 
the standard was really high. To be fair, it was it was good. So so after that, you, um, you went to Sheffield United, where you are now. Um, so so you what you won league League One last season, and then was transfer yeah. listed, and then become a regular. Um, how much has that made you like appreciate playing football even more than most football players? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I signed at Sheffield United in the January and we got beaten the playoffs in the first season. Uh, and then Nigel Atkins come in as the manager. It didn't go well. The, the, the season was rubbish, to be fair. Um, and then when the new manager come in at the start of last season, he uh, he phoned me and said, "We're going in a different direction. Um, we're making changes." But I, I yeah. never met him, and he, and he said, "You're going to be on the transfer list." But he never said that you know if you don't work hard and do well in training that you you won't get a chance in my team. And thankfully, I did that in my team. And obviously, went on one win the league. And uh, sort of never looked back since. It was a bit of a, a bit of a funny time because when I went on the transfer list, my partner just gave birth to twins, so yeah. I wasn't really in a hurry to move. Yeah. And to be fair to the gaffer, he wasn't really in a hurry to move me. It was sort of like coming from above. Yeah. Um, so it was it was quite a weird situation. So the gaffer was always good with me, and he gave me a chance, and thankfully I did it. So so you've been part of the the really big um Steel City derbies, and what is it like playing in them with a the crowd and atmosphere and? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. To be fair, like um, well, our, our captain Billy Sharp got injured the week of it. So I, I captained the team on that day, and it was it was just unbelievable walking out and, and seeing everything. You know, I mean, like fifteen minutes before kickoff, when you go in to get ready, the stadium's still half empty. But by the time you get out there, there's you know thirty five thousand or whatever, and the place was absolutely rocking. I hadn't seen an absolute and It was absolutely unbelievable. But you hear about it, you know, for months in the build up, living in the city. Um, that's all all anyone's interested in is is that fixture really, and. Uh, to, to come out, we beat them four two away, and it was just an unbelievable day. We we got back to Bramall Lane afterwards, and there was about a thousand fans there to greet us off the bus. And <laughs> it was like we it's like we'd won the European Cup or something. It was unbelievable. Why do you think there's so much um, Scottish players going to like Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday? What's so attractive about the city? You think? Um, I'm not sure. It's, it's a good city to live in, but I, I just think I mean obviously two massive football clubs in football is everything in the city. So I think I mean that's obviously an attraction. It's similar to to being up the road. I mean the, the football just is absolutely dominates the city, and that's all anyone talks about. You're either in Sheffield, you're either United or you're Wednesday, and you know you, people make it known what they are. But I mean everyone just buzzes off it. So it's it's just one of them cities which is just football mad and. It's it's a good place to be. Um. So, but back in um twenty eleven was the last time you played for the under um twenty one Scotland team. Um. Yeah. Is your aim once you get um recovered from your injury and get back in the team? Is that your main aim to get into the Scotland squad? Because on on the top of the performances previously before you got injured, you you merited a a Scotland call. I wouldn't say it's my main aim. No, I think. My main aim is got to be Sheffield United. I'm trying to, we're trying to get to the Premier League, so yeah, that, that's that's my main focus. But it, it's something that obviously every Scottish player would want to do. But you know, it's just it's that it's down to other people's opinions and if you can if you can get get picked or not. But it's uh, it's not something that really has concerned me much. Not not really. No, I'll just focus on getting back from injury and, and 
playing well from a club and whatever will be will be. So, so what what do you make of uh, Cove Rangers sixteen month unbeaten run and and they have the opportunity now to get promoted to Scottish League Two now? So no, I think it's it's absolutely brilliant and I still keep in touch with a lot of the guys there. I speak spoke to John Sharon quite a bit throughout the season to be fair, so he's done an amazing job again. And uh, you know it's worked out perfectly. If they can get into the uh, into the leagues, that you know the new stadium will be ready. I, mean, I don't know it's been a bit of a, a delay coming, but you know it, the timing could be better really if they could get into the leagues now. So, do do you think in the future an our Highland League football player will get a move down south and do well like you? Because there's been a ple- there's been plenty of ones that have went down on trial, like you had um. Blair from Cove. He was down yeah. at trial at um at Doncaster. Yeah, I think there will be. I mean, I, I know Blair did well at Doncaster, and for one reason or another, the deal didn't get done. Um, but as I said, I think there's so many players in the Island League who are good enough to do it. It's just whether you know circumstances allow it. I mean, I was young enough to to do it and and not have massive work commitments or anything like that to yeah. uh, or a family or anything like that to worry about but you know some of the young guys coming through that they'll be good enough if, if they want to do it and they've got the belief in the you know what make the sacrifices to do it then yeah i, I don't see why not so who, who's the best player you've played against so far in your career i played against um i would say probably tevez maybe I thought he was really good. Play, I played against some of the top cha- uh, top Premier League teams, and it's it, it's funny when you play against them because even the ones you don't think are that good are, are good. Um, <laughs> I, I played I played against Luka Modric when he first got to Spurs. Yeah. And he was having a tough time, and I remember one of my friends had asked me for a shirt, and I swapped shirts with him. And yeah. I was disappointed. I got his shirt, and I gave it to my friend. <laughs> the next season, he was unbelievable, and he went to Real Madrid. <laughs> But at the time, he wasn't great, and I, I couldn't believe how well, how, how good he actually was afterwards. And I, I gave him a shirt. I gave him right. a shirt to one of my friends. So he was he probably one of the best players now. Looking back at it, at the time he wasn't. Gareth Bale played in that team. Yeah. He played left back. He wasn't having a great time either. But he's gone on to be unbelievable as well. So you know, but I, I personally thought Tevez was he was almost unplayable. So you've had a really, really good season as a team. Looks like you're going to be missing, just missing out on the playoffs. <laughs> How do you reflect on the season as a whole? Well, I think from from the outset, we would have been absolutely delighted to, you know, be in with a sniff of the playoffs with a couple of games to go. And if you'd offered, if it, offered us a, at the start of the season, we would have took it. But the way the season started, you know, we're top of the league in November. Um, and we've been in the top 10 all, all season. So it feels like it's fizzled out a little bit and we're all a little bit disappointed with it. But I think when we sit back and reflect in the summer, we've, we've done pretty well for our first season back in the championship. And, you know, competing against some teams with absolutely huge budgets and teams that have just come out of the Premier League and stuff, we've done quite well. So so how's your recovery um, doing at the moment? It's going well. I've uh, started running... Um, last Thursday so probably just going to run out of time for this season and the, the plan is to be back fully fit for pre-season and ready to go next year so have you been have you been going to the games and stuff in the stands yeah well I've, I've been every home game um, yeah. I don't travel don't travel in away games 
jobs because like you travel overnight and stuff like that. So yeah. I haven't travelled to away games. I've just been working at the training ground on the days the lads have travelled. But um, I've been to every home game. So, so has that been frustrating to watch from the sideline, knowing you can't do anything? Uh, yeah, I think it has. Yeah, I've been like, to be fair to the guys, we've played well enough yeah. to win games and we haven't taken the points that we should have. So I think everyone's been a bit frustrated, but watching team and West as you say, you can't do nothing about it. And you've just got to try and you know, encourage everyone to stay positive around the place. But we've dropped so many points from positions where we should have took three points or whatever, then we would have been comfortable in the playoffs if we had. Um, so I think that's the main frustration. Thanks for listening to episode four of the Highland League podcast. Hope you enjoyed my interview with Paul Coots. Thanks to Paul for speaking to me. You can make sure to keep up to date with the podcast by subscribing. You can like us on Facebook at Scottish Football Base, follow us on Twitter. And to get more Highland League content, log on to our website, Scottish Football Base. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview. Mm-hmm.